0: My lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Everyone's just taking sips of their drink. Joke. Are we recording now? Yeah. Excellent.
1: <laughs> and this has been ASMR with the Grounds Crew. <laughs>
0: Listen, if it works for Twitch streamers, why not us?
1: Facts. Uh, I, I, I some ASMRs are pretty funny. Yeah, there you go. What else?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this if is can- why sponsors don't give us money. Uh,
1: so <laughs> oh. hey, if we wanted to go out there we could get some glass breaking.
0: Yeah
2: We <laughs> can make it all happen. That'd
1: be pretty good. Um, welcome back to the Ground Crew, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe, toss us a review, and follow us on all social platforms. They are listed below. Every single one. All of them. Every single one. Bill, how are you doing today?
2: I feel great. Yeah. It's a great day to be alive. It sure
0: is. Dennis, how are you? Uh, Rangers game five tonight. Yeah, Tied two two. Big uh, big game. That's that's how I'm feeling. High stress. Why not us, right? Why
2: not us?
1: Why not us? And speaking of why not us, why not Adley Rushman? Coming to the show, folks. He's your, here. He did it.
2: Your ability to transition, absolutely elite.
1: Thank you, man. Uh, thrilled that Ali Rushman has arrived.
2: Yeah, it's 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 about damn time. Yeah. for the kid, um, he needed to come up. Uh, great to see him in his first game, get a big meaningful hit. Oh, they yeah. won a game. Like it was nice. Little little struggle bus after, but you know that's part of being in the show. Yep. You're not going to immediately come up and dominate. But uh, good to see him get get the chance to come up, finally make his debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, long time coming, and uh, super proud of him. Hope he has a great season.
1: Yeah, great dude. Uh, loved how when when like he really got out there for to start the game, he kind of took it all in. The crowd was all anti about him. Because you know, fingers crossed, he's he's around for a long time, um, and uh, I hope he, I hope he has a wonderful career. So. Good stuff there. Really was the last rookie for me. I mean, Dennis, we're talking about it actually pre-show as well. Other than Adley Russian, the one guy I know a lot of people are still looking to get into the league is O'Neill Cruz from the pirates. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily know cause he hasn't, he hasn't been hitting great in the minors. So like, I don't know what the Pirates are doing with them. Maybe maybe he, they wait on him to actually get hot before they bring him up. He's also a gigantic shortstop. He's 6 foot 7. Oh. So, I don't I don't necessarily think he can play shortstop at that size and they also have a rookie of the year caliber guy and um uh oh my god, Cabrian Hayes. So, I don't know what their what their situation is there. Maybe they're trying to wait and figure out if he can be that guy at shortstop or if they need to move Cabrian around and just kind of figure it out there, but good to see Adley up. The, all the rookies have kind of been figuring it out for the most part. Um, the next big thing from this upcoming week, or this previous week, I should say, uh, the Tim Anderson and, and Josh Donaldson saga, which kind of ha- has – what I, I guess was really uh, a few years in the making. Um, apparently, Josh Donaldson um, in the last year or two years has been referencing Tim Anderson as – jackie jokingly in reference to jackie robinson um because tim anderson in an article with sports illustrated um basically said that he is the next jackie robinson but but not really it was more of uh, in the sense of he's uh, starting like a wave in baseball of having more fun and and kind of just enjoying the game and being very like outward with his emotions and stuff like that um after uh, his big bat flip against the royals went viral caused a bunch of fights yep. all that jazz um and then this week josh Donaldson sliding into second base whatever was like kind of calling him jackie sarcastically like like if uh and, and and a lot of people were kind of equating it into into just like gamesmanship of like if, if you were playing and you called yourself mike trout or like i'm the next mike trout and yep. someone came into you and was like uh okay mike what's yeah, up mike yeah, yeah. like yeah, it, yeah. It, it was it was that kind of yeah angle um and Obviously, it's a little bit more sensitive because of Jackie and who he was and what he actually did for the game. Um, so I'm
2: going to slide, slide right in. I'm going to sure. slide right in with cool. this. Go for it. Tim Anderson overreacted. Okay. This has been blown up into something that it's not. I think so, too. And that's hard for people to hear because we've become extremely sensitive about everything. Yep. Uh, as a society at large, we used to think some things were funny and it was, like, good to see. And then now it's like, mm, nope, couldn't do that. I watched Bad Boys 2 over the weekend. Okay. And some of the scenes, if you were to have that come out in a movie now, would be shocking and appalling and horrible. And people would be like, "You, that's terrible. But everybody loved that movie. We're, we're just drifting towards this. Uh, again, people talk about political correctness and stuff like that. Tim got way overblown. I don't know if if Donaldson said something else. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's other things that he's been doing that got him there. The fact that he got suspended Mm -hmm. for just saying that is also just kind of trash. And it shows me that the MLB and everybody is kind of afraid to just stand up and just be like, "Mm, no. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on the show. I think I talked about it with a couple of you guys and... Uh, I know I talked about it with, um, Josh, uh, Shat, but, uh, Netflix, did you guys see what happened with Netflix a couple weeks ago?
0: No. They so a, a bunch,
2: on. a bunch of their employees, they put out a new mandate and they said, cause a lot of employees were like, we don't like some of the stuff you're putting out. Mm-hmm. We feel like, you know, it's bad. And it's like stuff that's, you know, controversial in a left or a right sense. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Netflix pretty much said to them, kick rocks then. If you want to, quit. We're not going to stop and change the way that we do things Mm -hmm. because you have a problem that you have to work on something in both directions, right? That's like saying somebody who is homophobic was afraid to work on a show that was about gay people, right? Like, nah, work on your show. Like, we're going to put out content that matters. If it matters that much to you, kick rocks. And the opposition is if you have to work on something that's about white supremacy, you got to work on it, right? That's the content that we're going to be putting out. Kind of have to deal with where we're at. And they said, go with it. This was one of those moments where it was kind of like you, you chose a side to kind of lean into a political correctness and kind of go to the throng of stuff that was happening there. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think we over, I think everybody overreached. I think everybody's got to take a step back. I just... I didn't from anything I've heard about it and I've tried to like okay was there something else was hmm. there this and then he got suspended a game and I was like shocked. Yeah,
1: shocked. Yeah, I I definitely definitely see the the overblown there. I think it also like like I understood his like use of being of like his comparison, but I do think if it was Tony Gwynn or Willie Mays like yeah. This not would not be a conversation, but because yeah. it is Jackie, and because he is so important to the sport, um, it's it's caused a lot of um, chaos with people, and including Aaron Judge, who publicly said that he was not a fan of of the of the comments that were made. And obviously, it's Aaron Judge, and he is the leader of the team, and it's like, okay, well, is that is it going to cause a problem in the
2: clubhouse, yeah, whatever? But, but, but here's my question: does does Judge actually have a problem with it, or is it one of those moments where? He's saying I, think it's, I, think I have it's a media problem pressure. with it because yeah. it's media pressure. Yep. Right? And he feels like I have to say something. And I have to choose a side. Yep. And it's not necessarily that you choose a side you believe in, you choose the side that's not going to do any harm to your reputation. Yep. And like that, again, like he didn't say that uh, Donaldson's racist. He didn't say anything like that. He just said he disagreed with the comment. Yeah. He said, joke or not, I don't think it's the right thing to do there.
1: Which then, is then that's my benign. point. That's, that's
2: so. That's such a bullshit answer. Like that's such a, a punk ass answer. Because you you want you, you were like you know what? Because I can always apologize to my boy Josh. If I'm Josh Donaldson, I would tell Judge every time I see him. You can kick rocks. Like I don't care. If we're on the same team. Kick mm-hmm. rocks, right? Like you didn't come to bat for me. Yeah. Right. And you didn't even say that I did anything wrong. You just put out some shit that made it that you didn't have to take any heat. Yeah. And and that's where we're at now is how do I do the minimal amount of reputation harm when asked a difficult question mm-hmm. instead of just saying what I believe in? But- and, and there's a, being an asshole and like if you're truly a, a, a racist asshole, like goodbye, right? You, you Go ahead, show yourself and we can exit you, mm-hmm. right? But if you're also at the same time like that, none of the attention, it's none of the stuff, be yourself. Yeah. What I thought was interesting,
1: too, is that I haven't really seen anybody backing up Donaldson, like, for his character, which I kind of, I wouldn't say is, like, the best look. Like, if you had a bunch of people coming out, like, no, Josh Donaldson isn't that guy. Like, this is, this is absolutely yeah, my abortion.
2: Nope, but nobody is, who's coming out and saying that Josh Donaldson is, like, the worst person? Uh, no. Everybody, everybody I mean, on the White Sox? Yeah. Okay, so that's it. So, like, nobody's coming out and saying, like, so now we're in this situation where those guys are allowed to say that he's as much of a jerk as they want Mm -hmm. because they'll get the benefit from it because it's the the sign of the time. But nobody's coming out like, yeah, this has consistently been a problem with Donaldson. He's always been this guy. Right. Just nobody's coming out and being like, yo, he's our guy. Why? He's a new Yankee. Mm -hmm. Right? The Yankees don't, like, don't care about him necessarily. Yeah. Right? And and didn't Donaldson have problems with, what's his name? Cole? Cole? Right? Yep. So maybe there's a situation where it's like, hey, a year ago, everybody liked that Donaldson would speak his mind and just say stuff. Mm -hmm. Now he's on the team, and it's kind of like, yeah, you know what? Like, you're not our our homie yet. Like, you haven't come up clutch in a big game. We haven't been on the team very long. Like, we're just not going to say anything. Mm -hmm. But that's my point. Again, it goes back to the only people saying stuff are people who benefit from it. Yep. And if you're not saying anything, it's because you're like, yeah, there's no benefit. And then if you're asked the question directly and you can't avoid it, you say something that doesn't actually say anything like Aaron Judge did.
1: Yeah. And, like, that wasn't absolutely an opportunity for
0: him to say, like, no, I— josh donaldson isn't like whatever like, you guys are painting him to be that's yeah. not him I think, it, I think everyone at this point knows who donaldson is as a, a guy in the league like he's even back in college like he, in high school he was always chirping guys like i think people are just used to him always trying to get under people's skin because right. that's and how I think, he does his game
1: and i think in the sportsmanship sense that's all it was it was i don't think it had any racial tone towards it but but that is the angle that everyone is taking. it's like but oh josh donaldson's a racist call
2: yourself, listen if he had never had a, a conversation where He said that he's the next Jackie Robinson, which is already dumb. Like we're we're, we're in a situation where Tim Robinsons haven't like uh, 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 a Tim Tim Anderson Anderson. uh, is having a a nice stretch of time, but Mm -hmm. like we go back, like he hasn't been like a super super superstar player. He's not that impactful on the game. To say that is arrogance in and of itself. The only reason you're saying is because you're a black player, right? Like that's not okay either Mm -hmm. like what are you talking about that you think that's your impact on this game right now show up and do it every day then show and prove that all the time and like that that would be my response and we were in denver last year and we were at the players alliance Mm -hmm. and and like i know who the people were trying to change things are they were up on a panel and they were talking yep right didn't didn't see you there didn't see you there so like let's be real about Mm -hmm. like what you want to be if you make that statement, if I came out and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm the next babe Ruth. Right? Somebody gonna come over and be like, oh, okay, babe, right? if a if a black guy plays if a black player says that to me or a Spanish player says that to me, it's racist. What? Yep. No. Yep. Right? That'd be me being so ticky tack foul on something that's not real. Yep. This same situation. And and again, is it is it the fact that it's grown this big it's more a sign of we've just become so soft that everything can hurt us. Yeah.
1: And just the way it's also the fact that the media has such an impact on how mm-hmm. everything is, is seen now. Yep. It's unreal. Um, and, and I saw a lot of people too, of uh, questioning like, okay, so, so Donaldson obviously appealed the suspension. If it doesn't go through and he takes the suspension, are they like, they want it to not just be swept away. Once the suspension is like upheld, they want to like keep pressing. I'm like, no, that's th- this was already too much. We, we, stop we, stop pressing it. It doesn't
2: need to be a thing. Speaking of not pressing it anymore, Trevor Story, <laughs> after having uh, a super slow start in the month of May, batting average still sucks, but an 871 OPS, eight home runs, 28 RBIs. Not long after you said, Trevor Story is a bag of sand. Yep. How does that feel? Oh, do Excellent. you want the
0: numbers since he he said he was a bag of sand? Oh, give it to me, Dennis. Please. I love that you have these stats. So, Trevor Story, uh, during this winning streak that the Red Sox had prior to last night, they won six straight. Trevor Story became the first player in Red Sox history. They've been around a long time. So they had six home runs and 17 RBIs in a five-game stretch. During that stretch, his OPS was
2: 1272. Decent. So Trevor Story needs, needs to send a bottle of wine to Josh Gerson to celebrate him breaking the curse Yep. on his season. Um, I, I see another note here. It's very innocuous, though. Uh, what's that say there, Gerson?
1: Sorry, I'm not on our notes. It's, it's three letters. Oh, it, it's three words. Three
2: words. Uh, Manny is back. Could, do you have stats on that for me, uh, Dennis? Because last time, Dennis was like very excited to talk about the decline of Manny Machado because he's like, ha-ha, I got, I got Bill. Um
0: you know, when I saw Manny, I thought Manny Ramirez came back somehow, so I I'm wish. not prepared for this. Uh, you
1: As of 2 days ago, his May stats were batting 342 with 4 jacks, uh, 1017 OPS and 12 RBIs.
2: Uh, and I got just even better since the the last 7 games, pretty much since he brought up that he was slumping, mm-hmm. uh, batting 400 with a 700 slugging percentage, 455 on-base percentage that uh, you know works its way out to an 1155 OP, uh, OPS. You're welcome. So, again, Manny Machado yes, should send in, a, a in bag of, May, of dicks to, to Dennis, Dennis the, and <laughs> let it explode on in him. In the month of May,
0: he's only he only, only has a go 987 ahead. OPS.
2: Only has a 987 OPS. Look at that slump that he went through. There you go. Does he still lead the league in batting average? Probably. Okay. I'm just checking. Uh, I'll check right now. Is he still or, leading the league in war?
0: Uh, batting average is actually J.D. Martinez now. Um, Machado is leading in war, though.
2: What's his war? Uh, his war is three point three. So at a three three, he could end the season now, and he's he's gonna finish in the top fifty players in the league. Yeah, that's pretty good. And not Dennis, b- not bad, Bob. Mm-hmm. Dennis, yes. S-
1: speaking of JD Martinez.
0: Oh, he's he's been incredible this month. Are we just going right into the? Yeah, hot yeah might that as well. Just buttery, buttery, right. go for it. So, JD Martinez, during that same winning streak that the Red Sox were on, he was mm-hmm. batting .550 with a twelve sixty five OPS during the month of May, though, mm-hmm. which is obviously more games, so more impressive. Oh yep. uh, yeah, he's batting .434. And it has an 1147 OPS during
2: that time. So, so he JD. is hot. He is scalding hot. Yeah. Well, the Red Sox are. Red Sox are, Sox are so after we said that the Red Sox probably dead, can't come back. Can't make it happen. One six straight prior to last
1: night. So it's exactly seven days ago. What a coincidence. What were we doing seven days ago, boys? <laughs>
2: we were <laughs> we having a bad right day. here. You know what? We were having a bad day. There was a lot of negative energy on the on the pod last yeah, week. There was. there was a lot of like, you know, distortion in the force. Yeah. Uh, and now I feel like we're feeling a little bit better about things. Hope. Hopefully, we can get back on path. This is the world telling us that any prediction that we made when we were hostile was not going to be a good one. Yeah, Was not going to be a good one. Um, Mookie Betts. Speaking of Red Sox,
0: um, obviously, he's down for Red Sox. Uh, Month of May, he's batting at 341 with an 1149 OPS, nine home runs, and 24 RBIs. Uh, Pretty pretty solid. Pretty
1: solid, indeed. And the Dodgers have been hot as well. I think they're 8-2 in their last 10, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So they've been playing pretty solid. Yes, they are. And they're on on top of the NL West right now, which is still relatively close. Um, The Padres only a game and a half back. The Giants have made
2: some headway. They're only five back now. Um, But I want to stay on Mookie because we've had conversations on this podcast that, like, you know, what's the difference between Mookie Betts and Mike Trout? And it's that Mookie Betts was always a person who impacted winning. And his numbers didn't necessarily always match up to Trout's best, but he was available, and his teams would win. And they're both around the same age. They're both making big, big big-time money, right? They've both been top players in the sport for a decade now. Um, And Mookie left his team. And the thing for me is Mookie last year took a little bit of a slide. Right now... He's already got better than 50% of the home runs that Betts had last year in a full season. So he's he, in 41 games, he's got 12 home runs. Last year in 122 he hit 23. He's going to tear up those numbers. He's going to yep. go back to the player he was when he was in Boston last two years, 1078 OPS and a 915 OPS. If he's that guy, look out. I don't know how the Dodgers lose.
1: They're they are a well well developed, well stacked team. So Definitely, uh, I think, uh, were, they, were they our pick to win the NL West, if I'm not mistaken? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we'll we'll see if that actually works out.
2: Good joke.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dennis, who's cold this week? Uh, well, speaking of the Dodgers, uh, Nick Castellanos has had to play them a lot during the month of May, mm-hmm. um, so the Phillies... They've had a stretch of series where they played the Dodgers twice, the Padres, and also the Braves. In that stretch, Castellanos Tough has batted 146 with a 385 OPS, no home runs, and has struck out 14 times in 55 at-bats. I don't think he's going to lead the NL in home runs.
2: Oh, Let's that's see. a shame. Who would have ever have thought that? Womp, 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 womp. For the season, uh, Castellanos is now sitting at a – 713 OPS in one of the easier parks in the entirety of baseball to hit. Uh, that's starting, if I mean, if he continues on that tread line, that's looking like a pretty terrible contract, and that's going to be tough for the Phillies to overcome. It's yeah. an unfortunate reality. I'm just here just throwing shade at Josh Gerson a little bit that's because okay. that's my favorite thing to do. No, in, in reality, I mean, this is why, to me, when we had the conversation, I did not expect Castellanos to be as big of a deal for the Phillies, as some people were believing. And not just you. There were other people. Um, He's a really good player. But what he's had to have happen, what's happened and coincided with this very big slide, Harper having the injury to his elbow and not being able to play the outfield has forced Castellanos to play right field. And he's now having to play out of position a little bit. He's being put in a bigger situation. I think he's carrying some of those responsibilities of being that guy on the outfield all the time. I think it's carrying him over to the plate uh it's making it a, a struggle bus for him mm. and running into buzz saws of good teams is always difficult yeah and dennis just real quick i, I want to pause
1: the hot the, the cold list and go back to the hot list for a mm-hmm. second because you left somebody off and i think he deserves some recognition at this point pete alonzo
2: Ba-ba-ba-ba! pete
1: alonzo in the month of may is batting 275 with an 840 ops 11 home runs and 41 rbis but give me give us give us the last seven days that's a lot. He does not have 41 RBIs in the month of May. That's total. That's total. But he's still he's tied with the lead. He has 24 RBIs in May. Excuse me. And
2: okay. he's
0: batting 298 in May. There we go. Those are the May stats. Hold on. You, hold, you hold on. on. Last seven, habits. Bill?
2: Yeah, give me the last seven.
0: Pulling it up right now. So last seven games for Pete Alonzo. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He is batting three thirty three with a nine eleven OPS. He has two home runs and eight RBIs.
2: And give me last 15.
0: Last 15, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 267 batting average, 818 OPS, 4 home runs, 15 RBIs.
2: And that's the that's the thing. Last week, he's been hot. Mm-hmm. He's been hot. And they won a bunch, and they scored a bunch of runs. Uh, Pete's in the conversation for, for NL MVP. He's, he's been that kind of guy so far this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, do, however, I do, however, think he, he misses the hot list, truly uh because he's been great and systemically great. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about hot list guys are out here rocking thirteen hundred OPSs. That's fine. The nine hundred OPS is, is a great player. Um and him for the season sitting at eight forty is a solid OPS. Uh, but I, I don't know if I'm ready to put Pete Listen, in the... He's, uh, he's, he's Jack,
0: tied for the league in RBIs. That's all I'm saying. If Jock Peterson wasn't on the hot list, Pete is not on the hot list for the seven games. Jock's only because, been
1: hot for the last 48 hours. Uh,
0: Jock, in the last seven, 368 batting average, 1553 OPS, and, of course, he had a three-home run game against the Mets. How many mm-hmm. home
2: runs total in the last seven? Four. So, really, a lot of that's carried by one game. He also exactly. only... Start- he went four for six in that that's game. That's what I'm
0: saying. He only started four of those games, too, in those seven. So.
2: Yeah, so he... he most of his numbers came in the one game. There you go. So again, I, I would I would go with you. Jock Jock had a hot day. Let's let's celebrate Jock. That was mm-hmm. a that was a great little a little run for him. Yeah. Um. But I don't I don't know if I uh I'm I'm with you on the Jock thing. That's that's hotter than a pistol though. 1500 OPS. Yeah, when he did damage, he did damage. He's smashing. Yeah. So he, he can he can get on there. But, he sure can. Uh, surprising guy who who's on the cold list. Vladdy Guerrero.
0: It's it's the entire Blue Jays offense in May. Um, Vlad Guerrero, obviously, he's been struggling uh 60% ground ball rate. Uh, he's batting 240, which for Vlad, that's awful, with a 706 OPS. He's got two home runs and six RBIs in the month of May. But the rest of the lineup isn't looking good either. Matt Chapman, he's batting 152. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez batting 100 with a uh, – uh 296 ops and then uh oh. goriel jr is also batting 138 in the a
2: whole bat. bunch of guys below the joey gallo line
0: yeah, yeah not what you want to see and their team era in that stretch is 325 so it's not like the pitching hasn't been like great or bad they're just there the bats aren't doing their job and that's why the blue jays are struggling the,
1: the pitching has at least been competitive and kept them in games and the offense is just not putting them over the edge so,
2: well, speaking of pitching, team that's dealing with some pitching woes right now, yeah. New York Mets.
1: Yeah. Bill, uh, last week you talked about uh Zipucky possibly yep. coming up to the show, which which he did. He did. And he th- absolutely He was there for for 4
2: outs. That was a great prediction that I yeah. had. Yeah. No, that was good. And then he let up. What was it? 9 9 runs in an inning? 9 runs in 1.1? Like 1. 4 1. homers. Ooh, my Atlanta. Yeah. Talk about talk about realizing that there is a gap between AAA and the show. Uh <laughs> yep. yeah. Yeah, tough for him. Um, That's on the heels of the fact that obviously the Mets lost uh, Scherzer Scherzer, Scherzer, for what's going to look like about eight weeks. So he will be back hopefully sometime after the All-Star break, Uh, but he's out through the All-Star break. So the Mets at this point are down two Cy Young Award winners, uh, and they're maybe best pitcher up until he got hurt. Uh, it, it explains a little bit with uh, Tyler McGill, maybe why that last start didn't look that effective. Uh, the bicep tendonitis and put him on the shelf and, yep. and some he things He started like that.
1: throwing again, though, so he's kind of starting his work. With I know he'll back. be back,
2: yep. um, and I know he he might be back sooner than later. Mm-hmm. But the, the big news about coming back is next couple of weeks, they're, they're thinking DeGrom might be back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and if that happens, you know, they're only going to really need to see – a hodgepodge collection of starters, uh, probably twice more, maybe three more starts. Yeah. So if they can just survive through that time, uh, maybe they can get to it. The good thing that I was seeing was the Mets' bats woke up a lot mm-hmm. going against San Fran. I mean, yes, losing a game where you lose 13 to 12 stinks, but when you were down 9 to 2 or whatever they were down, 10 mm-hmm. to 2 at one point in time, to make a big comeback, the bats got hot. Yep. Lindor hit some big shots, triples, home runs, doubles. was all over the place. Uh, it was good to see the bats wake up a little bit. Yesterday, Skapuki put them in a Skapuki. I'm, I'm going to say his name wrong for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, was not great, but um, hopefully they can get there. And those injuries and that pitching issue goes right into Yankees injuries.
1: Oh, yeah. And they've got a bunch. Uh Giancarlo Stanton, big big one, uh, has some ankle inflammation, not a calf strain, as I've been informed. Um, Idiot. <laughs> uh, is he on the uh, 10-day IL? He is, right? Yeah, yeah he was put so on last night. So he's out for a little bit. Uh, Chad Green, one of their main relievers, getting Tommy John That's surgery. Tough. That's unfortunate. But they do have a ton of depth in their, in their bullpen, probably the best in baseball. They used to. They still have a lot. Chapman's out. Chapman's out for a little bit. He has Achilles tendinitis, but again, they also have had King has been terrible.
2: Yeah, last six appearances, he's been shelled.
1: Yep, but they're... they got Clay Holmes, who's been the best reliever in baseball, pretty much. I think he has like a 0. .6 ERA or something That's... filthy.
2: I think they're in trouble.
1: We'll see. It's 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 uh it's a long season. Loisiga's out for a little bit with a shoulder injury. Luis Heal, a depth starter. Getting Tommy John, he's out for the season, and Lemay needed a cortisone shot in his wrist already. So it's a long season, guys. But you know when the injury bug starts showing up, yep, it's gonna keep showing up. Yep. and unfortunately, the Yankees and the Mets by July usually have some big problems. Yep. Um. So, but the, but the Yankees still best team
2: in baseball right now. I I think I think you got to be happy when because it's not about if guys on your team are gonna get hurt. Yep. It's when mm-hmm. right. And I would say that for the 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 Yankees, I am more concerned with their injuries than the Mets, because the the stuff that was going on with Grom with his shoulder blade, like that's looking like it's all all the way healed, mm-hmm. and he's not going to have to pitch a full season. He's just going to get to go be himself. So even if he th- ends up throwing twenty two starts, like that's not too many for him to be successful that's a great time to be hurt i'd rather him get in when it's all warm and then be able to pitch in the playoffs than the inverse yep right where he dominates during the early part of the year but then we wouldn't be around for the playoffs anyway right same thing with scherzer scherzer getting a little older anyway now go go take an eight-week rest right come back after the all-star game when you left we were sizably in the lead Mm -hmm. hopefully when you come back we're sizably in the lead If that happens it's the best thing that happened the Yankees getting bullpen injuries to me is the worst thing that can happen, because bullpen injuries are the whole year. Mm-hmm. Once a guy starts getting hurt, like Trevor May's been out. Yep. Trevor May's trying to come back, but he got hurt and then came back and then got hurt again. The rest isn't the same when you're a reliever. It's not the same because you it's the the up and down, the up and down nature yep. of it. You start catching bullpen injuries. That's that's tragic. And the other thing is the Yankees were being carried by a great bullpen for a long part of the beginning of part of the season. Oh, yeah. You had the best bullpen in baseball. They have had one of the best bullpens for a long time. And now you start catching some injuries in it. The The starters are going to have to, you know, give you a little bit more or you're not going to get some of those wins. And if the starters have to go mm-hmm. longer, are they going to be as effective as they've been being able to only go, hey, as long as I make it five or six innings, the bullpen's got enough arms to finish it off for me no matter what I do. Um, that comfort is gone you you got to be the guy for a little bit longer. But Nasty Nestor, he'll, he'll be fine no Nasty matter
1: Nasty Nestor with a 1.8 ERA. Is he, is he the best bargain in the game? I think they're paying him 700 k for basically Cy Young play. So, has he had even a bad start? I don't think so. I'll pull up his starts right now. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. he's 56 strikeouts to 11 walks, 9 earned runs in 8 games. So, no
0: his uh last start against the white Sox, he gave up three earned runs so if you has to, to be the most in yeah. all these games right yeah yeah so
2: i mean you, i think three is not
0: even bad and how many innings uh it was five innings okay that's solid like, It keeps you in the game i got no problem with that that game jumped his era on the season from a 135 to a eight though so
1: right it's hard to be jacob degrom it really is
0: yeah but jacob degrom doesn't have that stash
1: you're right you're right imagine he did We'd be talking about just no runs on the year. <laughs>
2: well, so so this this was this would have been my only contender, okay. To to even give it to you, uh, staying in New York, Tyler McGill was in one nine three ERA in the month of April. Uh, and in twenty eight innings pitched, he had twenty seven strikeouts. He then had a start against Atlanta, went five point one, let up three runs that ballooned his ERA to two four um his last start he went 1.1 and he let up eight earned runs but that's where he went on the DL after that so I I have to assume coming into that game or during that game he got hurt Mm -hmm. and that it just wasn't there um but yeah I mean Nestor's got to be the best the best value in the league right now um the always question is when do guys blow up you know when does the arm when do you get that bad start Mm -hmm. because everybody's going to have one at some point in time it's how do you bounce back from it? Yeah, where do you go? But yeah. right now he's been leading the Yankees to the promised land. He sure has been. Uh, it's been it's been fun to watch. Um, you know who
1: also has been pitching wonderfully, uh, outside of one start, he's been pitching really solid. And his most recent start was excellent.
2: Are, are we going to talk about a guy who is very excited to see uh, Love and Thunder soon? He sure is. Noah
1: Syndergaard. Uh, Dennis's pick for the Cy Young, I yep. believe. Uh, last start went eight innings, four hits, one earned run, five Ks. That's what you want to see out of him. And you know what? I believe the Nat, the uh, the Angels are up to sixth in the league in ERA. And they're, what, a game and a half out of the AL West right now? Yeah, so
2: they're 27-18.
1: 27-18, two games out in the AL West. This is what you want to see. This is what we were looking for out of the Angels. They've been hitting really well. Their team's been playing. They have a lot of role players on their team, and their their stars have been playing well, and just everything seems to have been going right for the Angels. And their pitching is finally in a place where it's actually pretty solid.
0: they
2: and got that, a, they got a tough stretch coming up. Yes, they do. They have a touch, tough, tough, tough stretch well, what are their up.
1: What are their matchups?
2: Uh, they have Toronto's next five games, Toronto, tough. Toronto, 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 and then Yankees. So, it'll be... And I believe
1: they have the Mets at some point, too, right? The, the, yeah. some point? Yeah. June
2: 10th through the
0: 12th.
1: Okay. Yep. So, probably like, what, a series after that or something?
0: Yeah. Right now, their next uh, couple series, Toronto, the Yankees, Philadelphia, Boston, the Mets. That's a,
1: that's a tough that's, stretch. That's a lot of offense. That's a tough stretch. They're, they're, so, their pitching is about to get tested. Bottom line. And,
2: again, you could say that Toronto's not, like, even with Toronto being as bad as they've been, they're They're still 23-20. and For sure. And they're Uh, absolutely a threat. So, like, everything has gone wrong for them that could go wrong, Mm -hmm. and they've got a winning record. You know? For all the teams who have had everything go right up until recently, that could go right.
1: Like, a month ago, you said you were playing Boston. It was like, all right, well, their offense is batting collectively 180. Well,
2: this week, they're not batting 180 anymore. The craziest (laughs) team to me for the season is the Yankees. The first week of the season, first 10 games of the season, they're terrible. hmm Break it up. They're the worst. This guy yelling for Cashman's, Cashman's head. Cashman's head. Oh, yeah. He wanted him gone. Mm-hmm. Worst guy ever. Terrible.
0: He kicked my baby.
2: Then it was <laughs> they're the best team that's ever existed, and they may never lose again. And then they're out here getting humped by the Orioles. And, you know, oh, no, here it is, the collapse, and now some injuries and some things like that. Mm-hmm. Man, baseball's a, a a a fickle, fickle game. Yes, it is. Um,
1: and it is a very long season. So I so, would say I'm gonna I'm gonna remain with. They've got a tough schedule coming up. Yes, yes. And what were 45 games and 44?
2: Depends games in. on the team. Depends on the I team. Think the Mets roughly, have played some of the more games than almost every other team.
0: The Mets have played, I think, uh, the most in the league. Yeah, 46. Yeah, yeah. we've and already had they, like
2: five doubleheaders. When are they gonna get a break? Why is why are they playing so many more games in the same amount of time as everybody else? Give these guys an extended rest. When is this rest coming, dude? It's a, it's, a, it's a good question. They uh,
0: figured they'd get all the uh, the games when they were hot. That way, they can't have a monumental collapse again.
1: Oh I suppose. Funny. I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that. I, w- I wouldn't mind not having a. Oh, that's a that's monumental a monumental f- collapse. Let's
2: f- that's a fun game. Let's 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 go for it. Okay. Who who's in the lead right now? Four. For their divisions. Who do we think is the most ripe for a collapse this season.
1: Most ripe, like lead, like leading. Like right the now, you're in the
2: division. So, like, we'll, we'll go, we'll go line by line. Okay, in American League East, yeah, the Yankees are in first place. Yep. Do we think that they are likely to remain there, or to fall out of the top spot? Uh, I think they, I think they'll fall out at some point.
1: I think it's gonna as the season progresses, the AL East the top of it will get a lot more competitive like listen they're playing the rays this weekend
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's a four game series they could if they got swept all of a sudden it's the razor half game out yep but they if they split whatever i was talking to josh about it if they split i would be happy with that for for the yankees um i could also see the twins falling off in the al
2: central that's so there we go the central right do, do tw- uh twins are 27 17 chicago 22 and 21 do you want to know why it's the twins why it's the twins
0: these are the teams they played so far this season so i'm going to start all the way from the beginning they had a series against seattle tough team dodgers they played two games against tough team mm-hmm. boston when boston was bad they played kansas city white Sox, detroit rays baltimore oakland houston they got swept and then they got hot when they played cleveland oakland kansas city and detroit again
2: interesting so they, they their last four series were meatballs. And yeah. all
0: it takes is a Buxton injury and then everything falls apart. Hey,
2: but knock on wood,
0: he's staying healthy and well, then playing spe- like an M V P.
2: Then speaking of which, who's their series coming up?
0: Kansas City. Uh yeah, Kansas City.
2: And then who's after that? Detroit. I'm so tired of all this in division stuff. It's very annoying. So they're they're gonna just smack smack around a very weak division. So the question is, is that you you, you look at the 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 plus minus, the differentials on stuff. Chicago's at negative 33, even though they're 22 and 21. The Cleveland Guardians are 18 and 22, but they're a plus five. So I think Chicago has actually been lucky better than good. Uh, I don't know if the Twins are going to drop out, especially with how weak everybody else is. Mm-hmm. And if they make it closer to the all-star break and they're in that position, mm-hmm. that's when you're going to start seeing all these trades go down. Yeah, Everybody's going to load up, load out, and try to see who they right. can take down. Um,
1: For me, it's like if the White Sox get hot and happen happen to run into the Twins during whatever stretch that is, because I'm sure they play them again. Mm-hmm. It could get more interesting. But yes, the Twins have been playing extremely well. They've been very competitive, and they've had an easy schedule.
2: Who do you trust more, a team that scores a lot of runs or a team that prevents a lot of runs? Because I have a I have a thought. I have a
1: hypothesis. Um. I mean they say defense wins championships,
2: right? But I don't know if that's necessarily how this I league is defense, built now. I think defense I think defense does win championships cuz you have to be able again I'm a Buffalo I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Stop the team and don't let them kick a 54-yard <laughs> field goal, right? Yeah. Like let's 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 talk about it, right? Um so I'm with it, but uh you're in that situation because you scored Right? Right. You're in that situation that your defense has the opportunity to go win it for you, and they have to win it for you for you to do anything. Right. You look at the Rams and the Bengals. They, they win because one team's defense played better than the other team's defense. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, that's it. So, to me, I actually look at runs scored right now, and I go, "Can you act, is your lineup going to do well? Because the reality is, is that when we play a regular season, mm-hmm. to some degree, you have five starters who show up. But when we get down to the nitty-gritty, you're going to start to shrink that to four. And when we get to the playoffs, it's three to four, depending mm-hmm. on how we're, we're smoking through guys. Yep. So can you score runs against good teams consistently? Mm-hmm. So runs scored to me becomes a big component of, are you going to have a successful postseason to some degree? Yep. Is your pitching enough to be there? Um. So like, when I look at this, the White Sox just are not scoring any runs. They're at 154 runs scored. Minnesota's at 187. I don't care who they played. You guys have played roughly the same amount of games, and they've outscored them by 30-plus runs. Like, it's hard to, to make that up if your bats just don't play. How's the Twins pitching been? Twins pitching has let up 155 runs against, which is great.
0: Their team ERA is uh, fourth in the AL. Ah, uh, three thirty-one.
2: They, again, they've been that's great. Pretty solid, and that's that's why for me, like the the bigger thing to me though is the the runs scored. Chicago can't stop people from scoring against them. And mm-hmm. Their offense has been light. Yep, at one hundred and fifty-four, and we're we're in a. That's me saying like the Yankees lead the East with two hundred and eight runs scored. Los Angeles leads the entire American League in runs with two hundred fourteen. This goes back to what we talked about with. Mm-hmm. Having Otani, having having Trout, Rendon, Walsh, like Ward, mm-hmm. that, that lineup can smash. Yep, they're scoring more runs than everybody else, and the fact that they only let up 166 is great. But I feel like when they face Houston, yeah, Houston, you got good pitching, but this team can hit.
1: Yep, and I think everybody you're listening right now has at least the potential lineup to do damage yeah so like you're actually not even asking your pitching staff to do that much yep it's like hey guys just be like solid just yeah. don't have a 70 ERA. yeah we can we can go out and win games for you yep um so to answer your question yeah i think i think runs is more important because then you're not asking the other side of it to be
2: like perfect yeah
1: just yeah. just be good yeah just be good and then i think that's what everybody's doing and then if you get the right group of, of arms yeah and not they're not good they're great now you've really got something now you can go into a playoff series and go go win ball games that really matter so
2: and this is something that's surprising to me and i don't know if it's a just a happenstance Mm -hmm. there's only two teams in the american league that have over 200 runs scored okay right the national league east has two the national league central has two the national league west has two
1: Interesting. There are
2: six teams in the National League that have scored over two hundred runs, and only two that have scored. And is it is it
1: safe to say that all, all two sets are at the top of the division? No, actually. Really?
2: Okay. Philadelphia mm-hmm. has scored two hundred runs, and they are third, and they are four games below five hundred.
1: And is it the Braves or the Mets?
2: The the Met the 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 Mets That's have two hundred and twenty two, which is. One run less than San Francisco for second in the National League. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, we needed that one run two days ago. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Or just a couple more yesterday sure. when you got smoked. facts. Um, Milwaukee Brewers, 201. Cardinals, 208. Both of them have allowed 166 runs against, yep. which is interesting. And they are, And they are atop the NL Central. And right they now. are atop. Uh, then you have... Uh, the Dodgers at 236, mm. and San Francisco is below San Diego Padres at 223, and that is because they have allowed 202 runs against, whereas Padres have only let up 164.
1: Gotcha. So I think— How many, how many runs the Padres score?
2: Padres have scored 190. Okay, so they're up there. Uh, again, I'm not—, not Oh, no, I was like, more just out you're of curiosity. 30, you're 30-plus 30 runs behind yep. San Francisco, right? Like, And, and that's my thing, like— would you rather be able to hit or pitch both matter mm-hmm. right both matter to some degree but i've seen this year the mets have always had pitching right and then we've been frustrated with being like a roughly around five uh, 500 team yep they're 12 games above 500 right now and they've had almost everything that could go wrong go wrong so like the fact that they're winning that much it's because they're scoring so many runs yep and it covers for so many of the other problems mm-hmm. that exist so, that, that's, that's why for me, I just, I'm not in a rush to get
1: DeGrom or Scherzer back. Offense, sure, you want to keep carrying. Arms, get as healthy as you possibly can be, because when we have that rotation in place, like the real rotation we thought we were going to start with at the yes. beginning of the season, we're not going to give up a lot of runs at all. So, all of a sudden, we're talking about, like, the Mets are a legitimate contender, and I think that's what we kind of thought that the construction would be um i think i at the beginning of the season i I do remember saying that like i had questions about how legit the mets offense would be and they've been solid so far i know we talked about last week the little bit of a hole at third base but other than that i think everybody else has been producing at a very high level so it's good to see speaking
2: of producing at a high level yeah shohei otani watch so shohei's been magical as a pitcher Sure so the, for the whole season, he's sitting at a 282 ERA in 30, 38 innings pitched. He has 53 strikeouts to only nine walks. Um, his whip is a, a hair above a one. He's at 1.02. He's been Cy Young worthy as a pitcher for this season. Mm-hmm. Last seven games, however, with his bat, not doing so great. OPS below six hundred mm-hmm. in his last seven. Now for his last fifteen games, he's rocking somewhere close to a nine forty OPS. Okay. So this last week really dragged that down. Mm-hmm. Uh he had been pretty hot. Uh and I feel for like his, his strikeouts have been up. Yeah, he he's he's in his last ten game in his last seven he struck out ten times. Right? So mm-hmm. in seven games that's a lot of strikeouts. Yeah. But in his last fifteen, he's got fifteen. So, okay. so so he was a really real slow. bad time yep. for him. He but he does average clo- He is averaging for the year close to one strikeout a, a game. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing for me with uh, him this season in general is the the bat is not hot consistently like it was last year. Nope. Um, and I and I don't know why. Um, you think he's
1: getting pitched differently? Because I think that's uh that was what I was reading about Vlad as well, mm-hmm. is that they're just pitching, they're not giving him strikes at all, and I think I've seen that a lot of his beats like he's just getting a bunch of garbage off speed out of the zone.
2: Well, so the, the the that's that's one of the things to me that I think that I wonder if his his pitching impacts who he will he he allows himself to be as a hitter, mm-hmm. because for me if I was Sh- Shohei. And I was in a situation where everybody's throwing me junk. I'll take the walk, and then I'll steal second. Yep, because I'm the fastest player in baseball. Like, Last year was the fastest player in the baseball, getting mm-hmm. getting down to first. All right? He's yep. super he's fast. So right now, I feel like he's not stealing. He's not doing any of that stuff mm-hmm. either. He and he's got seven stolen bases on the year, but last year he stole twenty six bases. Dude, go ahead. Let, let your let your freak flag fly. The, like, I mean, that also might be the thing of like, hey, like you're
1: pitching really good. Like don't hurt yourself. And that's my point yeah. is the
2: pitching impacting like, hey, you know what? Like I am pitching great. We are winning. I'm not going to risk my health by trying to steal a base. Yep. I could jam my hand. I could, you know, rip a piece off my finger and now mm-hmm. I can't hold the ball right. I could pull a hamstring. Like there's so many different things I'm going to do. So I'm not going to do any of that. And He's now a very human, you know, 800 OPS guy. Yeah. Instead of a very monstrous 950 OPS guy, right? um, Who also happens to be a Cy Young winner. Mm -hmm. So he's still magic, like he's still magic as a player, right? Because he's so good as a pitcher this year Mm -hmm. uh, that his hitting could be 800, and you still look at it and you go, "You're you're in an MVP conversation." If he continues this though, he won't win the MVP. He might win the Cy Young.
1: I mean, he's definitely up there. Where do you, where do you think he ranks him of the in the in the top arms right uh, now? I
0: I would say he's in the top ten. He's not even in the. He's not even number one on his team right now this season. In what? Uh, just in general, like Patrick Sandoval's been their ace for sure. Mm-hmm. What's Sandoval sitting at? Uh, right now, his ERA on the season's a one seven nine in seven starts.
2: So he's better than Nasty Nestor. He's worth more than Nestor. Yeah. And that's yeah. just getting paid more than him. So we just found a guy already in the AL who you know who we also need to talk about. Just oh, while shoot. we're talking ERA. What'd you find Justin Verlander. I don't want to talk about Verlander. You don't want to talk about Verlander? No. Nah. Ver, Verlander to me the the downside for me is that like he's now in the category of like he might be cheating. Oh. Like I can't I can't do it to him anymore. Oh, I come can't on. do it to him anymore. I can't. I, like I'm with you. I just don't trust it. Bro, he was finished and he was washed, and then he went to Houston and he was unwashed. I just it's so hard for me. Uh, I'm sure he's good. Well, like give me give me his numbers. Go ahead. He has a one two two, with
1: uh, with Forty nine strikeouts on the year. Forty nine Ks to nine walks. Uh, opponents are batting one sixty one off of him, which is lowest among starters. Well, he Is a point seven two WHIP. In eight starts.
2: Yeah, I mean his FIP this year is sitting at a at a three eight one. Mm-hmm. Um, he's tied for second in the uh, majors with uh, War for pitchers. Yeah, again he's he's been fantastic. I just I don't trust anything about Houston players. Okay, like I it, after seeing that Cole was using sticky shit, mm-hmm. after seeing that they cheated in so many other c- categories of stuff, like. I, I I it's great to see Verlander at almost forty years old pitching a phenomenally. I I'm super mm-hmm. happy for him. Um, he's one of the top three pitchers of the last twenty years. He's a stud. I won't hold it against him in terms of like his his Hall of Fame credential mm-hmm. too too much. But I also just give everything a grain of salt. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It feels it feels weird for me. It feels it feels like it feels dirty. It feels dirty. All right. That's just me. That's okay. That's just me. Um, but going going back to it, uh, when when you're talking about pitching and you're talking about like how have guys been? Mm-hmm. Um, I still again, Otani's been better than, and and this is what we were saying last year. Otani's been better than a Noah Syndergaard for this season. And on top of that, he's, from an OPS standpoint, been one of the top three hitters on the Angels. Like the fact that that's who you are is crazy. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. Maybe he's not better than uh, his own teammate right now. Mm-hmm. But my gosh, this man is nuts. Yes, he is. I'm hyped for
1: Tristan McKenzie, too.
2: Yeah. A little, little 270 RA right now. Killing Eight it. Starts what we talked about it. he's got he's got amazing stuff mm-hmm. absolutely amazing stuff his biggest thing he needs to do is just like lock it up like keep it consistently going because he gets a little bit unfocused and it all can slide off for him and i just think i, I want to see him keep keep that mentality stay strong stay focused and dominate because if he's that guardians are in a great spot yeah, because you're you're now sitting there. You got two pitchers who can really do it. You got a couple young players who can who can hit. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, reload your team this year, right? Yeah. And you reload, you guys next year team that can do it. Absolutely. And
0: speaking of the Guardians, you want to hear uh, their clutch stat for the season? Hit me. They are third in the league with runners in scoring position OPS at 8.33. Do you know who the two teams ahead of them are? Mets. Wrong. Dodgers correct they're number two Giants nope mm-hmm. they're number four
1: okay mm, the Yankees
0: nope Yankees are 12th wow Mets are 10th okay the most surprising thing is the team that's in last we'll get to them
1: uh are the Astros up
0: there uh the Astros are they're not obviously because you don't see they're them. 11th they're right okay. in between the two New York teams <laughs> gotcha all right
1: hit me who's two and one
0: the Los Angeles Angels have an 854 OPS with runners in scoring position this year. Okay. It's a good uh, recipe for success. they
1: there two? As we have they're seen. They're number
0: 1. The Dodgers were number 2 with 837. Good uh percent. the Toronto Blue Jays are 30th in the league with a 562 OPS with runners in scoring position. Ouch. That's not great.
2: No. But again, like do we think that's where they're going to stay? No. <laughs> uh No. But that is obviously Telling contributing to, to why their... they haven't been there. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure, definitely. For sure. Absolutely. You want to know my, my sad my sad player stat of the year? Sure. Him. Ready for this? Yes. Andres Jimenez. What do you got? So Andres Jimenez was the one of the top prospects in the New York Mets organization. He's one of the pieces that was traded for Francisco Lindor. He is t- still 23 years old. He still plays shortstop. And he is this season batting uh, 288 with a 797 OPS uh, for the year. And he is making league minimum for himself. Yes, he uh, is. So
1: Big sad boy vibes there. We're, not paying, we're paying $300
2: million for. We're, we're paying $34 less. million a year for a guy who has roughly the exact same OPS. So, yeah. Great fantasy pickup for me. Great play. Great yeah. play. Excellent work. Excellent job all the way around. Ooh. Oh, shoot. Things happening on Josh Josh Gerson's phone.
1: Josh Donaldson is a, a, issuing an apology.
2: <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. Ugh. Let's apologize did for did everything. Did, 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 yeah. You know who didn't apologize? Like, he kind of apologized, but he also at the same time said everybody needs to fucking chill. Yeah. Uh, uh, just blanked on his name. That Dave Chappelle. Help. Dave Chappelle. When Dave Chappelle said some things in one of his comedy skits. Which he, was hysterical, He by the got way. He got lit up. Sure did. And he came out and he was just like, mm, nope. Right, guys, it's a comedy. Get over it. Yep. Like, Absolutely. You, you, we're, we're too sensitive. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that happens, and he didn't do anything, with Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart years ago was hosting something, some tweets from him mm-hmm. when years earlier came out. He apologized for it. 10 years later, the same tweets resurfaced, and everybody's like, we need you to issue an apology. And he was like, no. And they were like, why? He goes, I already apologized for it. Yeah, but we need you to apologize again. No, you don't. Absolutely not. You saw that on TikTok recently? Probably. Probably. I'm like, I know I heard this exact spiel, like, yesterday. (laughs) Probably. We on the same TikTok. Everybody's (laughs) on the same TikTok now. Um, Yeah, but like that—that's the exact the, the exact point. Like yes. you, you 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 don't. There's a, you, a right and a wrong, and there's true rights and mm-hmm. true wrongs. If you feel like you did something wrong, go ahead, say whatever you need to say. It's exhausting. But you better be done after that, and don't make it more than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But I we're in a, a, a culturally we're in a moment where everything needs to be yeah. so big. And and I think there's a lot bigger issues that need to be addressed. Way bigger, like. <laughs> Let's talk about the fact that a whole bunch of young kids were gunned down in a freaking elementary school because an 18-year-old kid was able to walk in, buy a semi-automatic weapon, body armor, close to 400 rounds, and walk in there and just start shooting kids up because he felt like it on a day. And all of that is not as big of an outrage at scale as a guy calling somebody Jackie. And having to issue apologies and having to talk about it. The fact that they even have the same weight of media attention in any world, in any universe... It's unbelievable. ...is proving the fact that we are focusing on shit that doesn't fucking matter. Yep. And we need to all focus up and focus on real things. hmm And mm-hmm. we're happy that we can come and we can entertain people who listen to this... Yep. ...and have a great time and talk about a game because it's just a game mm-hmm. that we all enjoy and and it it
1: sucks for the 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 masses because you you're you're calling for people who actually have power to do something and they're not and then you're having people like Steve Kerr, last night Joey Votto making statements about we need real change like the the things we're doing in sports are not important compared to this. But
2: somebody'll come out and say don't take my guns. Yep. The NRA has you brainwashed and you don't even know it.
1: It is a very Tough, unfortunate situation. Our hearts go out to all the people in Uvalde, Texas, and in Buffalo, and everywhere that has been affected by all of this. It's just heartbreaking.
2: Yeah. With that sad end, yep.
1: we'll yep. see you next time. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Appreciate y'all. Podcast. Hug your family. Hug your friends. Baseball
2: lifestyle. Baseball lifestyle. <laughs>